This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Resources, LLC. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, it's your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, Learn a whole new language and meet a whole new group of people you had never have met. Holland is code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. This has been a good week in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Maria and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. We are planning to take Maria and Christina to Legoland as a reward for going to school every day and doing their chores. The day before our planned excursion to Legoland, my husband and I realized that our annual passes had expired. I was surprised and elated. We had already been to Legoland three times this past year. It would be nice to go somewhere else. We decided to take the girls to Disney's Animal Kingdom. We did not tell them until we were entering the gate. Christina heard Jeff's phone when Siri would tell him how to get to Disney World. She asked about it and informed us that we were headed to Legoland, not Disney. We didn't tell them because their anxiety would kick in, and the hour-and-a-half ride would be filled with incessant questions and their stimming behaviors. Instead, we had a peaceful ride. Christina even took a nap, and Maria played with her doll in the back. We pointed to the sign as we were entering Disney's Animal Kingdom. They were in disbelief and excited with many questions. Because of the crowds, we only went on two rides, had lunch, and went to the gift store. Marie usually gets a stuffed animal, and Christina usually gets a blue t-shirt. The good news is our favorite thing on any trip is a gift store and french fries. So, they always have a good time. Today we have a great show. We will be discussing the new book, Grace Anna Sings, an incredible true story of hope from a little girl whose heart song inspires the world. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please join us on the other side. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. 
Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Angela Ray Rogers and Grace Anna Rogers to discuss the new book, Grace Anna Sings. Hi, Angela. Hi, Julie. How are you doing? I am doing great. And I, I read your book. I, I finished it yesterday. I will admit, I think I cried all yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a sad book. It was a very inspirational book. And I think to give the audience a frame of reference, could you please tell them when you knew that Grace Anna was going to have a huge impact? I know she already mm-hmm. had a wonderful impact on your family. But when you realized what her national impact was going to be? I think the first time that it really hit home how special she was going to be is we had received an email from a family in Texas, and um, an older gentleman had been watching Grace Anna's videos the last week he was alive. He was dying from cancer, mm. and he chose, his wife had emailed me, and he had chose to spend the last day of his life listening to her sing some of her songs. He was watching her videos and listening to her sing. So it was um, very touching to us to find out a total stranger chose to listen to our little girl to bring them comfort in the last moments that they would spend on this earth. Mm. And after that experience, we knew that God had given us a special little girl that was going to affect a lot of people in a, in, a, in her own unique and different way. Yes. Now, that the first video you ever posted, I guess she was three years old, and you were posting it just for your family, correct? We had um, been singing a lot, and we had met some families in hospital stays. So actually, when we pers- posted that first video of her singing, it was so everybody that we had become basically extended family with in these hospital states could see how she was doing. And we thought it might make them smile or say, look at little Grace, she's singing the national anthem. So right. it, was, it was more for, you know, our friends and family, but also those families that we had made uh, connections with in hospitals throughout the United States that lived from New Jersey to Florida to Texas. Yes. So it was... Um, just to connect us to each other, basically. So you posted this video of her singing the Star Spangled Banner, and when did you realize the following she had? Um, when I posted the video, it was a very innocent moment. We had I had given her a bath. We were sitting on the couch, and we're a very patriotic family. Uh, I know a lot of people probably don't go around singing the national anthem, but I do, along <laughs> with some other ones. And she just kind of picked it up, and I recorded it, like I said, just to show some of my friends how cute she was singing with her mama. And I posted it on a page we had created, and it um, I thought it was cute. And I thought, you know, probably a lot of my family and friends would like it and say, oh, look at Grace, she's so cute. And within three or four days, we got a phone call around midnight from Sammy Kershaw, a country music star's um, manager. And she said, you know, we played, he played the video tonight at his concert. He wants you guys to know that he loves Grace Anna wow. and to keep up the great work. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, I 
to this day. I still do not know how they got our phone number. <laughs> uh, but I, I, and I woke my husband. I said, "You won't believe what just happened." And he said, "What is it?" And I said, "Sammy Kershaw's agent just called us, or his manager, or somebody." And, I, and they've been watching Grace's video. And he said, "Well," and so I pulled up her page. And I was like, "Jeff, oh my goodness, she had like a hundred and thirty, two hundred followers when I first posted the video, and it was over sixty. 60 some, a little over 60,000. And then it just blew up immediately after that video. 65,000 turned to 250,000. And it, it has just steadily grown since that first video was posted. And, um, we've, we've remained very authentic. We don't script anything. It's just Grace Anna being Grace Anna. And people seem to gravitate towards her little light, her little spirit that's a pure and happy and joyful through all she goes through. Yes, well, she has over a million followers. And I guess the thing that makes Grace Anna unique is the ability to sing um, with all that she's gone through. Can you tell the audience a little bit about her syndrome that she has? Grace Anna has Conradi hunerman syndrome. It's a rare form of dwarf, dwarfism that... Um, affects not only the length of her bones, but it also affects the structure of her bones. She has um, tiny dots in the ends of the bones that um, are compromised. They're weaker at the ends. It also affects her hair. She They usually do not have a lot of hair on their body, and, and mm. that's something that you know, with little girls, they want a head full of hair, wear ponytails and stuff. But Grace Anna, she has some bald spots on her hair, but thankfully, she I think she has inherited my thick hair. So yes. it covers it pretty well. But <clears throat> she has scarring on a lot of her body from a skin disorder called ichthyosis that is part of Conradi Hunerman. And she was born with scales over 75% of her body. Yes. And those fell off and it scarred her, which, and then that causes. Her body temperature to rise, it causes her to have the inability to regulate her body temperature. And um, she was born with cataracts on both of her eyes. Doctors thought she was blind when she was first born because they couldn't get a reflection off from her retina. And she just had cataracts, which she's had four eye surgeries for that. And most of the time you have trouble with um, their body grows asymmetrical. Grace Anna's right side is a lot shorter than her left side, and it, it causes her body um, to grow at a different rate, which right. uh, causes spine problems. And Grace Anna has kyphosis and scoliosis both. Um, a lot of the times, boys do not survive it. You will find there's a lot more girls than boys with it. Right. And uh, most of the children that we have come in contact with it, including Grace Anna, are extremely intelligent. Yes. And, um, you know, there's also lung issues and um, anything that affects the spine can affect the lungs. So you, they can have breathing difficulties and then urinary problems. There's just a vast array of things that can happen due to problems with the spine. It can affect, you know, every system in the body when you're, spinal cord is compromised. Yes, yes. Now, it took you a long time to get Grace Anna. You had your son Isaiah, and he always wanted a sibling. 
Yes, he did, and he was, <clears throat> like Grace Anna, he's a very pure-hearted child when he was growing up. Yes, and he wrote to Santa Claus about this. Yes, he did, and <laughs> I got uh, I got ribbed quite a bit at the school I was teaching at at the time, but looking back on it, it was a very precious memory for me because he believed with all his heart when he prayed and when he asked Santa Claus to bring his mama a man. And when a lot of people hear the story, they say when they hear bring mama a man, they think, you know, he might have wanted a stepdad. But Isaiah and I had had the conversation that, you know, he kept asking for a brother or sister. And I explained to him that in our household, you know, there needs to be a mommy and daddy at home, and I'll have to be married before you get a brother or sister. Yes. And he, he took that to heart, so he started praying for God to bring his mama a husband. And mm. he asked Santa Claus for me, a man, when he was in kindergarten. And uh, it was published in the local newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a, I had a lot of explaining to do. My principal thought it was funny, yes. as well as a lot of the other teachers. And when I discussed it with Isaiah, he's like, Mom, you said we had to have, you know, a, a dad. A husband, and he said, I was just trying to help mom. I want somebody, you know, I want a brother or sister. And, you know, you can't be, I couldn't be upset with him because, he, you mm-hmm. know, he'd been taught his whole life. When you pray for your heart's desire, God will bless you with it. Yes. So he's just doing what he'd been taught his whole life. <laughs> well, your town, your town is only about 16,000 people. Is that what I read? Pardon me? How, how large is your town? Your hometown. Oh, yeah. It's about, it's roughly 16,000 people. We mm-hmm. don't live in a, a great big community, but it is a, it's a wonderful uh, rural community that has been very supportive of, of our family through prayer and love. And uh, we couldn't ask for a better place to live. Yes. I, I, when I read your book, I feel like I'm in a Hallmark special. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Angela, why don't we take a break? And then when we come back, let's discuss a little bit about. Grace Anna's surgeries and where she learned to sing. I'm, okay. Okay. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with the author of Grace Anna Sings, Angela Ray Rogers, and her seven year old daughter, Grace Anna. Please stay with us, and we will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813 816 2637. That's 813 816 2637. Or go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. That's SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with the author of Grace Anna Sings, Angela Ray Rogers, and her seven-year-old daughter, Grace Anna. Angela, could you tell the audience a little bit about um, your journey to have Grace Anna, and then after you had her, some of the challenges you experienced? We had a rocky road um, on the way for the arrival of Grace Anna. Um, Jeff and I... We were married a very short time when we decided to start trying to have a baby. And unfortunately, we spent um, three separate times having miscarriages. Mm. And it was one of the hardest things I've had to go through because, you know, there's 
it's very hard to grieve a child that you don't get to hold. I mean, I, yes. I saw the heartbeat of two of them. Yes. But um, they leave your body abruptly, and it's, it's not just a loss of a, a child because it is, you know, it's a loss of a dream you have for your family. Yes. And my husband didn't have any children, and I had Isaiah. But um, the last miscarriage, we were on vacation in Gulf Shores, Alabama, mm. and it took it took a piece of my heart. Yes, going through that last one, and I became very angry, and I became very bitter. I became angry at my husband more than anybody, and I don't think he had done anything specifically, but I just felt like I had to take my anger out on somebody, and he was I there, t- and I loved him the most. So I, I guess I thought he could take it. And I didn't realize how heartbroken my husband was mm. also. But through the miscarriages, um, we grew closer. And we, when you go through something like that, it can either make you very close or it can destroy you a lot of times. Right. And without my faith in God and prayer and prayer from a lot of people, I don't think I would have got through that time in my life. Yes. But um, Christmas. 2009, we announced everyone that we were pregnant again, and we started having some issues, so we went to um, a larger city doctor, and I had known the doctor for 12, 13 years I'd been seeing him, Right. and, you know, he said, you know, I don't want to give you, tell you not to have hope. Or do have hope, you know, you're a little bit older, so you're having a child in your history with miscarriage, you know, you just don't know. Right. And so they sent me to have a high-resolution ultrasound, and the doctor that was doing it, I could tell something was wrong. He kept clicking in the same areas over and over, and mm. I my husband, I said, you know, something's wrong. And, you know, they informed us her, her legs and her arms went measuring at the... Uh, age that they should be, and her lungs, look, her ribs looked a little funny, and her spine looked a little funny, and he immediately offered me an option. Right. And, you know, we immediately told him, there's no options for us. It doesn't matter what you tell us. You know, we want this baby. Right. We've been trying for a baby since we got married, and we've lost so many babies. We want this baby. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, Okay. And we would go to the specialist and my regular OBGYN. And the specialist, we saw him two more times. And each time, you know, he kept pushing options. And the last office visit with him, I said, you know, we're finished with you as our doctor. Mm. You know, we've told you that we do not want, there's no options for us. We want this baby. So we need to have a different doctor. So at that time, we requested a different doctor in the specialty area. He was wonderful. He never brought up any options to us. <laughs> but, yes. you know, we had gotten second opinions. Yes. And the second opinion doctor also said, you know, we have options. She also was a um, not really encouraging abortion, but, you know, they, right. they painted this picture of Grace Anna as a monster. Hmm. And it, it broke my heart that my regular OBGYN, we were close to the end of the time that you can legally get an abortion, and right. he suggested one. And it broke my heart because I'd known him for 12, 13 years. I never would have thought in that time that he would 
suggested something like that. And, yes. of course, we told him the same thing. No. Um, but I had um, many stays in the hospital, in and out of the hospital, with my heart. My heart rate got pretty high, and I was put on medicine for that. I uh, was nauseous and was sick every day of the pregnancy. And around six, the six-month ultrasound, they were t- going to tell us if her lung-to-heart ratio would indicate that it would be a viable birth. Yes. And so we had the ultrasound that day and the night before. The, the shower is kind of a refuge for me. I don't know if it's the water running over your body, cleansing your body, but I do a lot of praying and talking to God in the shower. Mm. And the night before, you know, I just prayed to God, you know, just give me one more chance. Give me a chance to be a mama again. I will not complain, and I will be whatever that child needs me to be. Mm. And uh, I I got a peace about it. Yes. And the next day, they do the ultrasound, and they say, she's she's viable. Yay. We think she's going to make it. We don't know what she has. We're not sure. That she, we think she's going to make it. Yeah, so so you go ahead. You have Grace Anna. Yes, and um, she was born, like I said previously, with all those scales. Yes. They had no idea what she had. She spent. They transferred her to uh, another hospital, and she spent a week in the NICU. Yes. And the last day, we got a diagnosis, and we're sent home with a diagnosis of a different form of of chondral dysplasia punctata, and they uh, give it the name Rhizo, and most children do not live past 10 years old. Yes. But I kept, you know, and they, they had done some genetic testing when we left, and I just kept telling my husband and my family that she's eating so good, she's breathing well. I just don't think she has that type. Right. And um, it came three weeks later, we'd get a phone call. You know, we were wrong. She actually has Conradi Hunderman syndrome. She can live a long life. She just is going to have some health issues wow. that she has to deal with. Well, how tall will she get? It varies. Uh, they can't give you an estimate because of the way their body grows. It's so unpredictable. Right. But uh, we are in a support group through Facebook with about 115 members. And the variance, we had some of the girls are three, three and a half foot. Some of them are four foot. It's just a wide range right. that she could fall into. But she's pretty tall for um, her age and for Conradi Hunterman. So. Right, right. Well, so I guess her first surgery was the spinal surgery or the eye surgery? She had eye surgery. She actually okay. had um, two eye surgeries within a three month, by the time she was three months old. And she ended up uh, having another one sometimes when you have cataract surgery. Um, there's a, they have the chance of getting glaucoma, and Grace has never been easy. Yes. <laughs> so she did get glaucoma after one of the eye surgeries, and she had to have glaucoma surgery, and one of the cataracts came back. So she's actually had four eye surgeries. Yes. Now, my, I want you to, to tell people about the, the eye doctor that you um, decided not to let her see Grace, because um, my husband and I have an agreement, and it's about doctors, operations, and airplanes. If we get a bad feeling... We have agreed that for whatever reason, if it's a surgery, we just won't we'll walk away from it. Tell them about the eye doctor. Um, we had, I got an appointment. Our pediatrician set up an appointment for us, and I went to the office, and it was a 
female doctor, and we went in and um, started talking about Grace Anna. She had never heard of Conradi Hunerman syndrome, and um, when she started talking about doing the surgery on my daughter, she had never done one before. Mm. And this, she never done any type of eye surgery on an infant. And then she used the word burden to describe Grace Anna. Mm. And she said, you know, this surgery is going to be a burden on you and your family. You're going to have to put eye drops in and you're going to have to get up through the night. And I, 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 it astonished me that anybody would suggest not doing the surgery. Yes. So to me, the, the chance that your daughter can see versus the chance that your daughter will, definitely will never see, that's not, you know, something that I would think any doctor would recommend. As an eye doctor. Yes. And when she des- described her as a burden to me, I very quickly told her that no, she was not, and that she would not be touching my daughter. And it escalated a little. She, she wasn't nice, and uh, I was very firm in my reply that, you know, if, if my daughter's not a guinea pig, and if you're not comfortable doing this to a child, then you don't need to be even considering it. And you sure do not need to be considering it if you think she's a, is going to be a burden to us, because she most definitely is not. And I left. I called my husband. I said, get your stuff. We're going to drive to Cincinnati. <laughs> so, and that's, that's a long drive. So, yeah, it was, but I, I'm it. so thankful we did because she has um, an amazing, an amazing um, ophthalmologist at Cincinnati Children's, Dr. Motley. He's incredible. Yes. yes. Well, I, I always, anytime I run into a situation, I always give my doctors a heads up so that they know what other specialists are like. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think that's what all parents should do. You should kind of give, I always preface, well, you know, maybe I'm wrong here, but this is what I think, or I thought this was odd. So, because yeah. I had one time someone wanted to know if anyone in my family was a lawyer, because if they were, they didn't want to do surgery. Well, I didn't want anything to do with that practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but hey, Angela, let's take a break and continue on the other side. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer, and I'm here with the author of Grace Anna Sings, Angela Ray Rogers, and her seven-year-old daughter, Grace Anna. Please stay with us, and we will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with the author of Grace Anna Sings, Angela Ray Rogers, and her seven-year-old daughter, Grace Anna. Angela. So, we just finished up with the eye doctor and... um, the next thing Grace Anna needed was surgery on her back. Yes, we um, had originally seen a, a doctor in our state, and the doctor was uncomfortable doing the surgery. She had a disc in her back shaped like a triangle, and it was pushing into her spinal cord, and her kyphosis and scoliosis had really become a lot more severe in the, in the last couple of months. So we flew out to a different state, and to a hospital that is one of the top hospitals in the country. Yes. Um, but we were still going to Cincinnati Children's, 
and she had a wonderful ENT, Dr. Michael Rudder, and he had told us prior to the surgery she needed a size 3 intubation tube. Make sure they use that. Right. So we're getting ready to go to surgery at the other hospital, and the anesthesiology team comes in, and we tell them what Cincinnati had recommended. Her surgeon also says, you know, Cincinnati has recommended this. This is what we need to use. The anesthesiology team decided not to listen to us, and mm-hmm. they put a size 4. What ended up happening, it was too large. It kinked during surgery, and they had to turn her back over and redo it, and they scratched the inside of her throat, which caused it to swell up on the inside, and her lungs eventually collapsed after the surgery. Yes. And the surgeon actually came to us and told us what the anesthesiology team had done, and he encouraged us to talk to administration, which we did. And we also talked to the anesthesiology team. And it was not a pleasant conversation, but I found when you have a child with severe health issues or special needs or any or just anybody that has a, a sick child that has strep throat or anything else, you have to be firm. And you, have, you can be positive in your speech, but still be firm and put your child's needs on the forefront. Because if you don't, a lot of times doctors miss things. Yes. And teams miss things. As a parent, you know something's wrong. And it's your child's life. So if they don't want to listen to you, you find somebody that will. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's our job as a parent is to take care of our children. And sometimes you have to stand up to people and do what's right for your child. Yes. Well, that first surgery, that was a 10-hour surgery. I yes. think you were planning for her to be there a week. Um, she woke up, you and you had the chance to hug her, her lung collapsed, mm-hmm. and then she was back. Um, they were trying to get her stable for three days. Then you go to hug her again, and both her lungs collapse after about three days. Then you ended up being there for a whole month. Yes. And this really is all because of the wrong incubation tube because it was a 10-hour surgery, and they were trying to do just more than the back, if I remember correctly. They, they were trying to fix her, but I just I can't imagine something like that going wrong in the middle of a surgery. And then because of the scaffolding in her throat, the, the calcium, I guess, build mm-hmm. up in different things. The, the cartilage. Tube, right, the cartilage. the cartilage, right. So they had to even get a special tube with a different ending mm-hmm. to it, but her throat was swollen for for a few weeks mm-hmm. from this whole incident. So it, anyway, it's just amazing. My daughter has a uh, small trachea and I actually have, I didn't discover this until a couple years ago and they've told me to be aware of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so of course when I register, I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So that, she came out of that and let's let them know, um, she's, she had sur- another back surgery. That was when she was a baby, 18 months, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Then she had another back surgery when she was four. And she had a rod in her back. And what I love about the story is Grace Anna says, I don't like this rod in my back. And what people don't understand is she is always pretty much in some sort of pain. Correct? In the morning? Yes. And um, at nighttime, she was really struggling with her legs. She would jerk her legs at night, and she was having a lot of restless leg. And I would rub her legs. I would carry her around, and nothing seemed to ease them. You know, we Mm. tried home remedies, and... She said, Mommy, it's the rods. Get the, I want the rods out of my back. You know, and we'd been told since she was the first set of rods, the first rod, there, she only had one. A lot of kids have two, but we were told, you know, she's always going to have to have a rod in her back. Mm. Later on, she might have to have more than one in there. And 
you know, she's telling me, Mommy, I want this rod out of my back. And I said, well, honey, you know, just pray for God to take it out of your back. And, you know, in my doubting Thomas mind, um, I thought those rods are never going to come out of her back. And I hate it because I don't know how to fix it. It was yes. just very frustrating not to know how to help your daughter. And the doctors, we told them what was going on. And uh, the screws had actually come loose in Grace's hardware, and we did not know it. Mm. We went to the doctor this, you know, April 2017, and he said, you know, it's come loose, and her spine has held its own this whole time without any support from that rod. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go in, we're going to take the rod out, and we're going to sew her back up. And my husband and I sat there in shock because we had been told she would always have a rod in her back. There would never be a moment this child did not have a rod in her back the rest of her life. And I turned around and I looked at Grace Anna. I said, oh, girl, you've been praying. (laughs) And she's been believing that God was going to take that rod out of her back. Hmm. And in July the 21st, two days after her seventh birthday, they, they came out. And she's rod-free. She's been rod-free since July 21st, and she's not been in any pain. Wow, that is awesome. Now, now, what people don't realize when you read the book is you love to sing, and the way you got Grace Anna through a lot of these surgeries, especially when you couldn't hold her. I mean, that's so frustrating for a mom. You couldn't hold her, and she wanted to be held. Um, you sang to her. You sang to her everything from bluegrass to spirituals, you name it, right? As long as it does not have curse words, we sing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and what I thought was interesting in your book is you said you could see her and it looked like she was trying to, she was watching your mouth and trying to figure out what you were doing. Mm -hmm. So she could actually, she figured out how to sing before she could really talk. She could sing like a bird from a very young age. It was, it was amazing to us that, you know, I could sing her a song, and two days later she's singing with me, but she couldn't get a complete sentence out. She could sing a whole song. Yes. Like Amazing Grace, but could not get it out in sentence, just speaking it. And that's the way she is now. When she, walks, when she rolls herself around this house in her wheelchair, she's singing or she's playing her piano when we're not doing homeschool. Yes. It's just, it's a gift that she has. Because it's just incredible to me that at such a young age, she could just take off and sing Mm. in key, not just sing the words. It sounded amazing to me. Yes. Well, um, it's amazing to me because you dealt with singing. And I like uh, your husband. He sounds like he's a pillar of strength. And he's also very innovative. For instance, when he figured out you wanted her to be able to ride a tricycle to build up the strength in her legs. And he figured out. Um, to put, you bought the tricycle at Walmart. He put the blocks because it was too long for her legs. And of course, each, her legs are different sizes. So he put mm-hmm. the blocks on the pedal. Mm-hmm. And I liked what you said. You heard that, um, duct tape could fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he duct taped a pair of shoes onto the block of wood, onto the pedal. And Grace Anna, with his encouragement, Mm-hmm. And my husband's the one that taught my daughter to wear her glasses when she was two years old. With his encouragement, she learned to ride a bike in about three weeks. Yes, yes, and they do it every night. Yes, last night they were on the, you know, she's on her tricycle. She said, "Come on, Daddy," and that's their time. You know, yes. and they have Daddy Daughter Days, but 
He has been incredibly innovative, like building, building the parallel bars yes. at different heights. And it's just stuff like that, that kids with dwarfism, you can't find a lot of stuff for a little girl that's seven years old that's just 38 inches tall. Yes. They don't make a lot of stuff for kids with dwarfism of any type. So right. he's had to build a lot of stuff you know, himself, and he's, it's been a, a big blessing to us. Yes. Well, it's amazing what dads can do, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, let's take a break. And when we get back, why don't we visit with Grace Anna for a few minutes? Okay. I'm Julie Ainsley. You're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. And I'm here with the author of Grace Anna Sings, Angela Ray Rogers, and her seven-year-old daughter, Grace Anna. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with the author of Grace Anna Sings, Angela Ray Rogers, and her seven-year-old daughter, Grace Anna. Hi, Angela. Um, I know we're about ready to talk to Grace, but I wanted you to tell people one story of the first time you ran into um, a crazed Grace Anna fan at the mall. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a lot of great experiences with fans, and people are just amazing when we meet them. But we had an experience at the Fayette Mall in Lexington, Kentucky. We were at the food court, and my mom and I were standing there, and we just heard this lady start screaming at the top of her lungs, and we turn around, and she's flailing her arms, and she's screaming and pointing. And I looked at my mom, and I said, Mom, I think she's pointing at us. And my mom's like, No, <laughs> she's not pointing at us, is she? And she just kept getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> and so my mom was like, Okay, they are. They are coming here. <laughs> and I said, Okay, you stand here with Grace, and I'm going to if this lady's crazy or not and, and you know it turns out she's a super super sweet sweet lady and uh, she was just excited to see Grace Anna and Grace had really touched her life in a special way and she talked to us about that and we met her family but uh, we we've met a lot of people like her and people are just so genuinely kind and compassionate and that most of my says we're praying for you guys. We love Grace Anna. So we're just very, very thankful that God has given us all these people that pray for us and support us, and especially Grace Anna, because she's a, she goes through a lot. And yes. Definitely thankful for the prayers and the love from people. Right. Well, can I speak to Grace? Sure. Hello. Hi, Grace Anna. I've watched some of your videos and your singing. It's just lovely. Thank you. What's your favorite song? You don't have Amazing one. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Oh, well, your mom, the book that she wrote, what an awesome book. And the pictures, just everything. So I understand you got a new cat for your last birthday? Uh-huh. It's, it's great. And it ran away. <laughs> no, it ran away. 
<laughs> well, you you have other cats, and you have a whole collection of stuffed cats. I, I, I have I have one cat. One cat, okay. And then I saw a picture of you with lots of stuffed kitty cats. Uh, thanks. Uh, so I got a question for you, Grace. What's your favorite subject in school? Uh, maybe uh, math. Math. Wow. And um, what is your favorite thing to do with your mom? What? What's your favorite thing to do with your mom? I guess, is it singing? And the most important, I like singing. And I do like playing the piano. (laughs) Yes, well, I thought I heard you playing the piano earlier in the background. Was that you? Uh (laughs) Okay, well, hey, uh, can I talk to your mom? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hi, Angela. Um, we just have a little bit of time left. Can you please tell them when she sang the song Amazing Grace for your doctor, who had your original doctor that you'd had for 13 years that told you you had choices? Um, yes, I, we, I had went for a follow-up appointment. Um, Grace was a little over three years old, and I went for an appointment with him, and we were getting ready to leave, and my dad had actually went with me on this visit, and he was sitting in the waiting room. And the nurses and the secretaries up front were talking to us, and Grace asked them if they wanted to hear her sing a song. And they said, sure. So she started singing Amazing Grace, and everybody in the doctor's office just started, stood up and started migrating towards us. And I turned to the left, and there was a doctor that had offered us options, standing there listening to our daughter sing Amazing Grace. And it sent chills over my body, and I was just like, okay, God, you are showing off. And I got outside, and my dad said, what was going on back there? He said, was Grace Anna singing? And I said, yep, that's what was going on, Dad. He said, I knew it. He said, I saw him get up and start migrating back there. But what is so cool, how God works things out, is that doctor that had offered us the options got to hear her sing that song that day. But every time I go to my yearly exams with with my OBGYN, I take her with me as a reminder to him. A lot of people maybe would have chose different doctor, a different doctor after the experience, but he had always been so kind and wonderful to me. Hmm. And every time he and Grace Anna have their own little time together, they talk, and he every time tells me how cool she is. Oh, that's because you awesome. have a cool kid. Hmm. And I think it left an impression on him. And maybe next time when somebody's in a similar situation, that won't be something that comes to his mind. Maybe Grace Anna's story will come to his mind. Yes. Hope. Yes. Well, can you please tell our listeners um, how to contact you or reach out to you? Yes, we have um, an email that we like to use to for correspondence, and it's just graceannasings at gmail.com. Or you can go through her website at www.graceannasings.org, and it has all of our phone numbers and emails where people can reach out and get in contact with us. If they want to have us at their church or at a, at a local event, or they just want to send us a letter or post a prayer, that's mm. also an option. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much, Angela. It's been such a joy talking to you, reading your book, and visiting with Grace Anna. Thank you guys for the opportunity to talk to you guys today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please join us next Sunday afternoon at 1. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1 for the Special Needs Family Hour, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.